It begins. And we're back. And this week I'm with my friend Maya, who is not black, so I actually should pronounce all the consonants in his name. <laughs> so, Martin. Yes. Why are you doing this? Um, I don't know. Uh, enjoy podcasting and yeah. podcasting with you. And the sound of your own voice. And you do a comic as well. I do a comic as well. Yeah. Tell the listener about your comic. Uh, it's called Instead of Lattes. And it's a comic I started in like a quarter life, third life crisis stage. And it's a creative outlet for me. And basically instead of buying lattes, I pay an amazing cartoonist way too little to illustrate my terrible ideas for right. comic strips. So what's the latest one about? Describe it to me. I'll actually use that one for the background image for this episode. Mm, that one's not out yet. Okay. So the latest one is, well, no, by the time, yeah, so the one that uh, is being worked on right now is a play on impaired driving, and... Because um, I take a healthy swallow of wine. <laughs> don't worry, listener, I don't have a car. <laughs> the only thing I'm driving is myself crazy. <laughs> Back to you. On the TTC. Yeah. Um, yeah, the, so it's basically a terrible dad joke with regards to pairs. Okay. Yeah, like, in a pair driving and it's going to be someone in a vehicle that's shaped like a pear, like a legit pear. Oh, they're not pear shaped. shaped. No, okay. no, no. So it's not a body shaming. It's not strategy. a body shaming. It right. is a vehicle shaming. Oh, okay. Anti-fruit vehicle comic strip. Right. I think that's, I think I'm okay to release that. I think that. that's a lot. I don't know anymore. <laughs> it's true. The whole world's just one big trigger. Yeah. Yeah. The world is, waking up is a trigger warning. Yeah. 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 Cause then you're woke. And once you're woke, everything's a trigger. I go so deep. Yeah, yeah, that was good. That was really good, yeah. Yeah, yeah that just happened. You, there's there's a quote waiting to happen. Yeah. And so like, and well, it's, what else do you do for fun? Or you don't work out because you have a job. Mm. So you're like a grown-up. This is such a good segue. I don't know if it's too early for this. Do but, it. Um, yeah, so don't... The comics are fun. Uh, drinking wine is fun. Doing podcasts is fun. The one thing that's been on my back burner for like ever and has been reinstilled by uh, the new hire that we got here, Hakeem, is like music production. Ooh. And I would love to get back into like Fruity Loops and other applications that I haven't really used to like do some actual EDM. Well, then I would recommend you see Baby Driver. Baby Driver? Yes, because not only is music totally embedded in the film to the point where like every movement, every gunshot, every car door shutting is synchronized to the music. I don't even want to know what the editing process was like for that. What? But the main character also has a hobby of doing some uh, sound editing and music production. I won't spoil it any more than that, but I will say you would find it, you'll love it because the yeah. movie's amazing, but I just think that aspect of the character's love will help inspire you to pursue this avenue that you clearly have no time for. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you gotta make time for the things you like, I guess, right? Yeah. Um, so do you like to produce EDM or do you actually go out and dance to it? Like if I were to head out to some sort of festival, would I see you like shirtless with a head Never, never done that. No? Um, would love to. Never. I've never done that. You should have gone out for Pride. There was like the whole city. The whole, 
every open parking lot east of Young was just one big dance party. As long yeah. as you didn't mind perhaps the odd fellow looking at your doe-eyed baby face and uh, <laughs> trying to slide you a little something more than a drink. Side note, when I got the, the wine at the LCBO, uh, the cashier asked me which parent I got my jeans from. And I said, both, because that's the correct answer. Yeah. And she's like, you're going to age so well. And, I'm, and that was her way of... Oh, because she did... She had she, I just assume. Oh, okay. I just assume these days. Cause right. I got ID'd for firecrackers and Barry, like... Oh, my God. Two years ago. It was, it was yeah. Fun. So, yeah, I made that assumption. Yeah, so, Baby Driver, yeah. amazing soundtrack. And amazing soundtracks and movies have been... I could talk about that forever. Yeah, yeah, it's really, yeah. and maybe that can be your recurring guest thing after you see a movie with a soundtrack you really like. Yeah. You can come on, talk about it. Social network. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. That, like, the movie was okay. It was kind of cool to see, like, the behind the scenes, glorified version of the beginnings of Facebook. But I walked away from that movie, and, like, immediately Googling who did the soundtrack for this. And then it was like, Trent Reznor from Nine Inch Nails yeah. Nine Inch Nails and Atticus Ross yeah. who I didn't know beforehand and who's done other stuff with Trent yeah. since and it's always been like really minimalistic and really cool yeah and I feel like there's like a second wave now of appreciation for soundtracks and like so back in the Tarantino kind of era where people are noticing music a lot more and discovering it more. I think that's happening again right now, and it's happening in the kind of movies it didn't used to happen in, like with Guardians of the Galaxy and things like that. Like, these are not, that's not a genre that's known for bringing in music to be something that you discover along the film. Yeah. That, and what Guardians did was really interesting too because it's like a reintroduction. It's not a new genre of music. It's just old, awesome songs that yeah. are being brought. Like, Karina, my girlfriend, was like, I need to listen to this song like every day, otherwise, I get twitchy. Like, yeah. And it was a song from Guardians, and it's because we saw Guardians too. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's really cool. And yet, old, old school scores and like character themes, like the Wonder Woman theme, is. I don't know, did you watch Batman v Superman? It's okay if you didn't, because it... I've not heard. Wasn't... Anyway, seven minutes of that movie involved one woman, and about three minutes of that movie had her theme playing, and it's this, like, very aggressive... <laughs> it's so good. Like, that I, part. Yeah, her music. But, yeah, and, the rest of the movie. Uh, yeah, but in her new movie... They didn't overuse that, but when they did use it, you were like, yeah, I was hard pressed not to jump up and scream and clap. Cause like that song, like that score, it has, doesn't have any words. It's, you know, typical kind of, you know, instrumental character theme thing that kicks in when the character's going to do something especially badass. But that music I actually listened to on the day I started work at the last place we worked together because mm -hmm. I had been off for a while and I really needed something to get me off the couch and it was, you know, winter and it was cold and I was like not feeling the outdoors in the daylight at all. 
And I was just thinking, what could like make me want to leave the house? And I was like, Wonder Woman theme. I'm just gonna put that on a loop. It's oh, like take transit so downtown. Good. Yeah, it's good. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and like all the you know John Williamsy inspired stuff that's in the new Star Wars movies because they have new people scoring them, but they always like take riffs off of the original. Yeah. Stuff like it's a it's a great time for music and movies. That's an awesome callback. Yeah. What they do with that. Yeah. Yeah. And then hearing. Uh, I watched a little. I watched the trailer for like Hans Zimmer's Masterclass. Ooh, which is awesome. And Dead Mouse has a Masterclass too. And Dead Mouse, guaranteed, next ten years is going to be doing movies. I'm surprised he isn't already. Actually, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because uh, him and Hans Zimmer are like buddying up, and I think that's where he wants to go eventually. But um, yeah, the Masterclass, like the way he describes. Like it's it obvious to as to why he's getting so many scores to, to work on and so many films to work on, and it's interesting. Like just the way he described, like they went to this church in this random East European country, and apparently you can't get that sound anywhere else. And they got all these, you know, it sounds like a very hipster thing to do, but like you're gonna do that kind of stuff for an amazing movie as well. I forget which movie, so the context is terrible. But yeah. Yeah. Hans Zimmer okay. Masterclass. Cool. So you watch a lot of YouTube stuff or videos of other people doing music production? More so than the average person, but yeah. not not enough for me to, like, what's, where are you going with that? I'm just wondering if there's any, like, podcasts or other videos you'd recommend. Hmm. I have some spare time now. Ah, yeah. yeah. Um, well, Dead Mouse has a Masterclass, but... There's, like, if you were to just do, like, how to produce music with Fruity Loops or something like that, it's kind of actually interesting. Like, mm-hmm. where people will take, like, these epic, like, epic stadium-based tracks, and they'll break it down, and, like, it's basically four notes on a keyboard, and then they do this, and then they do this, and this is how you could do this, and it's sort of, like, if I were to, like, compare it to, like, Bitcoin and the complexity of how to get started with regards to mining Bitcoin, it's much easier to become the next EDM superstar than it is to figure out how to mine Bitcoin and then make it profitable. You know, that's a really random comparison. Yeah. But yeah. <laughs> like, oh, what? Yeah. No. no, that was, I love a tangent. I, love <laughs> something I was like ready to start asking about Bitcoin. So, do you have used invest? Last like three weeks. That's why I came up. Like I've been like, how do you? How do I make this happen? Because I think there's one of those weird secret Bitcoin bank machines across the street. There it's, is. It's in between like the Zipcar, Pizzola kind of. Because there's always people on the street asking where the Bitcoin place is. Oh, they're and asking about it. Well, because it's hard to find, and they I guess they've looked at the address yeah. on their phone, so they're like usually standing between. Um, like somewhere between wide open and like Pizziola sort of like pacing up and down looking because it's Are you looking for Bitcoin? It has this weird I guess Harry Potter type door like you got a big stack on the street and <laughs> it's so <laughs> it true. slides open yeah. yeah yeah. so to your point I literally walked into the convenience store where that Bitcoin ATM is and I walked to the back because that's generally where convenience store ATMs are yes and then I saw one cash Bitcoin machine, and then I saw some like sketchy dude 
uh, in front of this random ATM machine with plexiglass and all these glowing lights. I'm like, is that the Bitcoin machine? He just looks at me, he's like, just nods. And then I'm like, okay, cool. I know where it is. And then I walked out of the convenience store. Yeah. And the convenience store clerk paid no mind for it. He was like, this happens to me four times a day. Yeah. It's just like confirmation that so just this like, exists. Just like the guard guy in Men in Black that's just sitting there reading people. <laughs> yeah. It's just, you know, yeah. weird shit happens. Yeah. People wander by me. I don't like like an eye. Just whatever. He's yeah. on payroll. He's happy. Whatever. Yeah. It's all good. All right. Well, we'll leave it with you sliding up into the back of the Bitcoin door and we'll take a little break to freshen our drinks. We shall. And then we'll be back to talk about what you've been watching. Awesome. Standing here, the old man said to me, long before these crowded streets, here stood the Dreaming Tree. That's a cool cork. That is a cool cork. Um, props to Dreaming Tree. Yeah. For doing that. I would do that. I wouldn't do that of my own accord, but I would totally rip off Dreaming Tree. Of your own accord? <laughs> Sorry, that was horrible. But I did say that bottle's uh, label gave me a real Giving Tree vibe, so the fact that there's poetry on the cork, they're really leading into that whole shelf Silverstein thing that they got going there. Yeah. Yeah, so you needed a cork to play with mm -hmm. because I said your fidget spinner was too loud. Yes. I have so many questions about fidget spinners. I have so many answers that are complete bullshit. So how do you decide to start using a fidget spinner? And what do you think it does for you? I got drunk on the weekend, day drunk, and went into this random knick-knack shop on anyway. Front Street. Give it a know it? Sure. Yeah. <laughs> You're just saying stuff. Uh, yeah, and we went in there and they had all this stuff. It was probably the most fun I'd had in a store ever because I was drunk and I hadn't been in the store drunk for a very long time. And there was they had fidget spinners and I was like, ah, have to buy one. And then I knew someone else that was very fidgety and I bought them a fidget spinner too. And it's still here to this day. And yeah, no, it's just, it helps me think. I don't know why, just like fidgeting with something, like if I'm reading something and I can do whatever it is that I'm doing with one hand, it's better. I can think so clear. So this isn't any kind of a attention deficit thing, it's just something that helps you. Do you use it in meetings or when you're on the phone? Yeah, on the phone, Okay. in meetings. If I can fidget, I will fidget. And Do you think it's just because when you're engaged in something that doesn't let you be on your cell phone that your fingers no. are like itching no. to be using the device or something else? No. I always fidgeted. Yeah. My parents have this video of me. I was one of the wise men in our Catholic school play and I had an empty wine bottle and a cork. Oh. Yeah. This is such a callback. And like, I literally ruined the entire play because I was just squeaking the cork and the bottle for the whole play. See, the motion you're doing with your hands right now, and listener, God, I wish you could see this, <laughs> and the term squeaking the cork, <laughs> I think we've made up a new euphemism. Yeah. S squeaking, the <laughs> squeaking the cork. Yeah. Brought to you by... I think that's Martin. the title for today. Squeaking the cork. We came up with a lot of good options, but I think squeaking the cork. So is that a podcast name or like, like a, a title, title for an episode? I for think. an episode. Yeah. yeah. So now we are in the segment where we talk about what we've been watching. 
So focused. Well, we're only halfway through the first ball of wine. Mm, yeah. True. Yeah, the last segment tends to be a bit more, you know, slurry, tangenty. Yeah. Just quietly curving off the rails and mm-hmm. downhill into cool. like a fiery blast. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Visuals. Right now, we're still good. So, you recently watched a movie that aligns with your goals for uh, your personal uh, development. I apologize in advance to all your don't apologize listeners. Love is love. Appreciate movies. How dare you? <laughs> love is love. It's love is love is love. So the movie stars Zac Efron. <laughs> hey, my my normal podcast partner Melinda loves Zac Efron. I think he's, he's he's the uh, he's a young George Clooney. I think. Yeah, so much charisma on that kid. Mm-hmm. Yeah, oozes 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 charisma. Yeah. Why? I don't know, but some people have it. Mm. Yeah. Efron. So what is Efron doing in this? Is he dancing? Is he singing? Is he saving anyone from anything? I call. Because this is not the movie that you're gonna think he's saying, folks. It is not the Babe Watch. Mm-mm. This is We Are Your Friends. Going back in the stacks. Did you watch it on Netflix? Because I, I did. did see it's on Netflix right it now. It is on Netflix. Canadian Netflix listener. And, and um, yeah, I caught it about quarter in, halfway through. This is about Zac Efron being a EDM producer, a music, digital, electronic music producer. And... He uh, has some friends, and there's this guy that reminds me of Jake Gyllenhaal, but isn't Jake Gyllenhaal, but he's not the guy with the beard from... Do you hate when people do this? No, I love it, actually, because I try to figure out who it is without looking at my phone. But you haven't given me great details yet, and I haven't actually watched this movie, so feel free to keep describing him, and maybe I'll... So, you know, in the movie with... Um, about the Time or Life magazine with Ben Stiller. In Life of Schmidt or no? Okay, yeah. No, not about Schmidt with Jack Nicholson. Yeah. Um, the long where he goes to Iceland. Yes. Yes. You know the guys with the beards, like the corporate guys. I didn't even watch that movie either. I only watched the trailer a bunch of times. Yeah. Trailer a bunch of times. So yeah. does that equal like one movie? Sometimes I can identify someone from a movie that I haven't seen, but yeah, you're losing me. Can you think of anything else that person's been in? I could I couldn't pin it, and I yeah. didn't have enough interest to, to Google them. But the movie was also directed by Max of Catfish fame. I believe that during Shulman? a couple of seasons ago on Catfish, Matt all of a sudden Eve was having guest. Um, co-hosts for the show kind of like not you know A-list celebrities but you know YouTubers or other people were his kind of person to bounce off Mm -hmm. with because Max was busy directing this movie Nev 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 Max so it's Max the guy who's like the young prematurely gray guy yeah okay I'm lost but but yes, yeah, so it, it's uh, Max from MTV's Catfish, who was the director of the filming movie. Catfish. Yeah, no, the TV show which Catfish. Which is different, which is Nev Shulman. Yeah. Which was another movie that's yeah. awesome. That blew my mind, but we won't talk about that. So, back to you. So, yeah, he's an EDM person. 
He's making music. He's got some friends. It's very cliche Hollywood movie that probably didn't make it. Made for Netflix. Made for TV. And uh, I don't know if it was made for Netflix. I think it was released, and it didn't perform as well as some had hoped. Yeah, there was another like techno movie like this. Like, oh, it's the summer. It's like American Pie, but more for the West Coast because the West Coast is always warm and awesome. And yeah, so he's this um, DJ. He's trying to make a big. There's the guy that I can't put a finger on. That's an asshole, essentially. Can't put a finger on the asshole. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no. Okay. Uh, that's another, another title opportunity <laughs> right there. Episode <laughs> 31, Can't Put a Finger on the Asshole. Yes. Um, as far as, yeah, no, it was a good movie. It was, it hit me because that's like that thing that I'm not doing that I wish I was doing or spending time doing. So like me sitting watching that movie was like, oh. I should get back into doing that stuff. Yeah. But it, was a, it wasn't a fantastic movie. There's one section, like, the, he has four friends. Spoiler alert, is that a thing that's allowed? And the movie's called We Are Your Friends. We Are Your Friends. So he has four. He has four friends. Okay. Am I allowed to spoil things? Uh, I think for this movie you are. Okay. Yeah. One of them dies. Oh, good lord. Because they have this hardcore party. The one friend that didn't die... I've never partied that hard, clearly, because I'm still alive, but... <laughs> wow. That would have been an interesting story. Remember yeah. that one time I died? Yeah. Almost? Yeah. Didn't? Yeah, you took some drugs, they're in LA, they're young, they're partying. Efron is the DJ for the evening. He took some pills and they all wake up on the floor in this trash, brand new house that they started renting. Well, they don't all wake up. And the guy's name's Squirrel. Oh. And Squirrel's like... The one, you know, like the one person out of those four that like you like, you like the most has the most potentials. Trying to get away from like the bad scene that they're all in, and yeah, squirrel dies. Well, that... one could argue squirrel did get away. Ed Stark, I'm sorry. Ed Stark, I'm making you sad right now. Yeah. yeah, I was I was very sad when I saw it, and yeah, and it sounds that... like a real bummer of a movie. Turns around and. He ends up, so his thing, Efron's thing, is to like record these sounds, like sounds in nature, uh, like somebody stapling things to the roof becomes like the beat for his squirrels at all. Does he record any squirrels? He records actual squirrel talking. Yeah. Yeah. No squirrels though. Okay. Yeah, we're done about this movie. But you watched <laughs> the end of it and you enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. For me, because that was like a nice kick in the ass, like, hey, Martin, you should yeah. go back to trying to do that thing that you enjoy. Here's the thing. Even though I didn't watch that movie, I do feel a bit bad that it didn't do better because it's the kind of thing that when a studio spends money on actually doing something that's not based on a previously existing property, franchise, whatever... And then just poorly, it just makes people sort of lean back, double down this whole, we're only going to make movies about things that exist, or superheroes, or reboots, or whatever. Mm. So, you know. It's a bigger industry perspective. It's a bit of a bummer that maybe it wasn't a bit better, so more people would have watched it. Because any movie about something original, I think it's 
we have to make an effort to try to see those things. If you like Zac Efron and you like techno, okay, and you don't see this movie, you're missing out. How, I don't understand how people don't like Zac Efron. You don't even have to like him, but it's hard to hate him because he is. He has that sort of mix of. It's that random charisma thing, you know. Mm-hmm. Denzel has it. Say what you want about Tom Cruise, he has it. Bill Clinton had it. Like there's just people who. He's got that genetic one. Yeah. Just make you want to, when you think about them, you smile a little bit to yourself. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, I was watching uh, Pelican Brief was on TV the other day, young Denzel. Yeah. Oh, well then in that movie, his character seemed almost too old to be running around with Julia Roberts, who's very young in that film. And, well, first of all, at one point when Denzel, his back is to the cameras, he turns around to pick up the phone. And I realized, good lord, that man had a fantastic ass. I mean, he probably still does, but young Denzel, I feel like we appreciated so many things about him, the symmetry of his face, because there's been articles about how he's, his face is very golden ratio, mm. other things, but I, I don't think I'd heard enough, perhaps, about young Denzel's ass, which was quite marvelous, but just the charisma that he has. Yeah. Like when he, he does that sort of like half smile that starts and then spreads across his face, it makes you want to like... You want to be best friends. Yeah. You, you look at your friends and you say, who do I have to cut out of my life yeah. to get Denzel yes. in? Absolutely. And, you know... Maybe it's life. two or three people. No. Worth it. Maybe it's blood relatives. Doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Absolutely. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. So, Zephron, Zephron. Zephron. <laughs> I knew it was coming. I was thinking about it earlier. Zephron. And now it just came naturally. So Zephron had it um, because Zach Efron is uh, not conducive to everybody's understanding. So um, he has it totally. So uh, case in point, Justin Bieber does not. No. Do you agree? I feel like he has something else though, and there's also been articles about that, and that especially when he was even younger, although he still has it a bit, he has a certain um, non-threatening androgyny to his look that is very appealing to teenagers, boys and girls alike. Because mm-hmm. he's he didn't present as uber-masculine. And it, he was a boy, but he was kind of pretty and seemed sweet and non-threatening. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so there's something about that look the, the pretty boy in every boy band, if you will, that ticks a lot of boxes. So is it that he has better publicists? Yeah. Z- Zach Efron has better publicists because the actions that Bieber takes have landed him in this like negative light. Not negative completely, but no. like and he's I, not doing himself any favors, whereas like Efron... But I feel like even the stuff that Bieber's done, if he looked more overtly like aggressive he would probably be in a much rougher spot now he still kind of keeps getting away with it and like even on his uh carpool karaoke with james corden they kind of touch on it but he just seems like so adorable and harmless underneath it all even with you know his tats and whatever shenanigans he's gotten into he's still just a really pretty boy it's just a cover yeah Hmm. yeah Hmm. i really and as hard as he rolls right now, or thinks he's rolling, and I, I'm sure he's moved to the United States. I mean, I think that underlying Canadianness, I truly do believe, 
that if he was alone without his entourage and was heading on his way into or out of a store, he would offer to let the other go, person go first and or apologize if they bumped into him. I feel like he hasn't completely lost that just like 5% polite Canadian underneath all of the shenanigans. Yeah. Yeah, because that's hard to get rid of. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you think he's trying? I don't think he's trying. I think life tries. Life tries. Life tries. And I had just another, a couple of days ago, a moment going to the store and there's that other thing too when you're a woman, but then sometimes, depending on what I'm wearing, people don't know right away. So sometimes if someone's coming behind, if they bump into me, I get sorry, but I get like a sorry dude or sorry bro or whatever. But like I was heading into a store and then there was a person approaching at pretty much the same time. So I like held the door open for him and was like, no, you go. And I was like, oh no, you go. And like we did. The dance of awkwardness. The, the dance of Canadian awkwardness, yeah. And yes. But it was ultimately I succumbed after the requisite two plus times of no, you, no, you, no, you. Mm-hmm. Because I saw on top of it, he also had a, a gender preference for me to enter and not hold the door open for him. Hmm. Yeah. So but, the- yeah. It was like a waiting game. Yeah, it is. I love, I love the Canadian dance. It's fun. It's great. Yeah, I, There should be, if you produce a song called the Canadian dance, it is just a bunch of people saying, sorry, no you, no you. <laughs> you can mix that to music. <laughs> I'm dying. Yes. That yeah. would be amazing. No you. I'm no sorry. You. Yeah. I'm sorry. No. Eh? No. No. You first. You yeah. first. No, after you. Yeah. No, after you. No, after you. <laughs> that, that, honestly, some of the songs out there that have actually made it, yeah. we're not too far off from like the next Canadian hit. Yeah. And CanCon is pretty well regarded. Yeah. I feel like if you made something like that, especially if you finished before this whole Canada 150 years up, you might get some traction on it. After you. Yeah. What's the last... There's there's this YouTube video called Out for a Rip. Have you seen it? I've not seen that, but it sounds fantastic. Tell me more. It's a terrible video. It's terrible morals, but it's like this Canadian, like they're trying to be ultra Canadian, and the the phrase is like going out for a rip, and it's essentially going out for a drive after you've been drinking. That sounds terrible. It's terrible. The video is well done for a YouTube video mm-hmm. and they just do they're talking about all these Canadian things I don't know if it's specifically and I might be misquoting or like misremembering but it's yeah so was the bumper ad on YouTube from Mothers Against Drunk Driving because I feel like at least that would be that good would be smart ad placement yeah. that would be very good ad placement because yeah, then you wouldn't be able to enjoy the video like yeah. They shouldn't even protest it or whatever. Just they, like should a friendly just, reminder. they should just buy all the ad space for that video. Yeah. Like throw all their Google money there. Fantastic. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to tell my sales reps tomorrow. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Moms against drunk driving. Mad. There you go. We did plug uh, Dreaming True Minds earlier. We did. Yeah. We're but good. only to be enjoyed in small, unair conditioned rooms. Yeah. It, it. I still feel okay because I just woke up. Like this. Yeah. Yeah. Freshly yeah. showered. But you are wearing a winter plaid in summer. Today's the first day where it's reached almost 30 in the daytime, and yeah. you were not dressed for it. Mm-hmm. 
Well, I like your socks. You're giving me a real Trudeau vibe with the little boats on your socks. And Trudeau? He likes a fun sock. That's his thing. That's his part of his whole shtick. Where he fun, like he's a fun, hip, approachable. Yeah, he presents person. like that while he's doing all of his like behind the scenes stuff. shenanigans I haven't been following. Not bad stuff, but he his backdoor sock deals. He's doing all kinds of things to keep Canada grade A, like just. Uh, doing a lot of uh, backdoor deals with individual states as our friends to the south have gotten increasingly weird about commerce and trade and travel. They There's this whole, there's an article, I think it was in New York Times, about how there's been different government officials keeping the lines of commerce and business open during these troubled times because while things are getting weird at the top, Canada's been keeping the money coming, keeping our money up. But so he's like all yeah, strategically, like amazingly strategically. Hmm. So he's like all trolling Americans, hugging pandas, you know, going to Pride, getting covered in glitter. While meanwhile, hugging pandas, <laughs> and going to Pride. Yeah. Like it's not about kissing babies anymore. Yeah. Like yeah. The uh, shaking hands and kissing babies is hugging pandas and going to Pride. Yeah. Which is probably a good. With thing. his rainbow eat socks. Because Eid was the same day as Pride this year. Rainbow Eid. Yeah, so wow. his rainbow socks, they actually had, uh, like, birds on them. That's some yeah. next-level shit. Whoever's... Yeah. That's not him. Like, I kind of think... It's not fully him, but remember... Can he, you really think, like, hey, could somebody get me some rainbow Eid socks? But I feel like between his mother and his father, a lot of... Like, nobody had to teach him how to manipulate... Not manipulate, but understand everyone's watching, so while they're watching, why not show them what mm. you want them to see? Yeah. 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 So In your face, by my ankle area. Yeah. 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 That's cool. I like it. So, I just had like a face-melting moment for your listeners. Um, yeah, whatever you were doing, I didn't know if you were having a <laughs> There's no context there, yeah. but here it is. There's an amazing conspiracy theory about Justin Trudeau and Fidel Castro actually being his father. Mm. <laughs> so, like, the images are pretty crazy. But he looks a lot like his mom. Have you seen? Fidel Castro? The comparisons? No. Of a young Fidel and a young Trudeau? A young Justin Trudeau? Interesting. I was like, this is the craziest conspiracy. I need to stop watching conspiracy theories. And then I saw the pictures and I'm like, this shit has some... This has legs. Really? But maybe it's just because... I don't know. It's... Uh, I just feel like he takes way more after his mother. Because his mother's eyes, like the hair, whatever. You look at pictures of young her and him. It's like... Mm-hmm. He just clearly takes after his mother a lot more. Yeah. Yeah. So I'd say when you're looking at those conspiracy theory pictures side by side, you need to pull up a young Maggie pick as well. And see, yeah. Yeah. And have that, yeah. Yeah. Some interesting videos there. Yeah. Although, if you were going to possibly cheat on your partner while you're not using birth control, what better way to hide it than to have an interaction with someone who kind of looks like you so then when the baby comes out not like the father, you can be like, well, yeah, because he looks a little more like me. So, it still could be true. That's it could just be that, like she was like super smart and strategic. 
She's like, I'm just not going to screw any random world leader. I'm going to screw a world leader that kind of looks like in coloring like me. Yeah. That's hard. That's super strategic. Yeah. I don't think... Because she was probably one of the hottest first wives of her time back then. I'd have to Google it. I yeah. So, yeah. I, I'm pretty much like, when I think back... I mean, except for, you know, JFK. Jackie Kennedy, which was not at the same time, like, she was when, you know, Pierre Elliott was rocking the Sussex Street, she would have been probably one of the hottest first wives yeah. worldwide. Yeah. Top three, for sure. I'm going to say without even doing any kind of Googling. So, yeah. she probably had her pick of... Uh, Poundtown prospects when they were going around and traveling. So yeah, sure. Who wouldn't want to hit it with Fidel Castro? Like, think how cool young Castro would have been. Super cool. Oh my god. And if she was attracted to like Pierre's rebel, yeah. like the Fidel's ultimate, like the ultimate rebel. Exactly. Yeah, it's like I thought I got the ultimate bad boy, and then you know yeah. this guy. Yeah, makes him look like sriracha sauce in comparison. Yeah, to like and they both were fairly peppers. close. And Canadians have always been, like, able to travel back and forth to Cuba. Mm-hmm. Wow. It was a very... I fell into that for a good, like, half hour before I was like, what am I doing with my life? That's ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. We have to talk about movies. Yeah, we do. <laughs> so sorry. Yeah, but no, we're going to take another break. All right. And get cold one. Cold one. And we're back. And we're just drinking water now because all I ate today was ice cream. Which is awesome. Yeah. What kind of ice cream? It was a French mint, aka mint chocolate chip, from Ed's Real Scoop in the beach or beaches. Ed's Real Scoop. Ed's Real Scoop, delicious ice cream. Just vanilla mint. Yeah. Or French, like it's green and has chocolate chips in it. So, yeah. Yeah. I can't mint and me. We have a weird relationship. It's like mint tea is awesome. Mojitos. After mojitos, yes, all day. But like chocolate and mint, not so much. Hmm. After eight, like everybody's like, you should have an after eight. Oh, after eight is so good. No, thank you. Yeah. I don't know why. What about like ovation? I think those are minty as well. Isn't like after eight and ovation? I think they're pretty much similar, yeah. It's like. But I think after eight is more flat and ovation is like a a stick. Again, (laughs) another. Yeah. Inappropriate hand motion. That's the, so uh, glad this isn't a video podcast. Squeaking the cork. Yeah. What was it? Yeah, it was squeaking the cork. You squeaked the cork. Yeah. yeah. No, after eight, ovation I've heard of, but that's like a... After eight is green, and ovation is white mint. I don't think they green. I don't know. Or even like those Laura Secord mint chocolate bars. They used to be all the rage back in the day. You're too young, probably. No, I remember Laura Seacord. Yeah. She used to There's very rush few. the mall scene. There's very few of them around now, though. Yeah. Yeah. What happened to Laura Seacord? I don't know. Nobody cares about fake people. It, she was real. She was a spy, I think, during the War of 1812, was she? Why, why sell chocolate? I mean... Like, why diminish the shit that she did for fucking chocolate? Or carry on her name like the chocolate fans are like oh I'm gonna read about it. the thing is would anyone even know about Laura Secord if she hadn't we would not be yeah Yeah. or I'm sure it wasn't her whoever came up with the idea of using her name and found a way to capitalize off it probably her state her family Mm -hmm. didn't even make any money off that probably not 
No. Terrible. Yeah. So what I've been watching is Glow on Netflix. I've seen the preview. It's Looks pretty enticing. fantastic. Yeah. And it's a show. It's another uh, Kenji joint, the woman who does Orange is the New Black, and I believe she also worked on Weeds back in the day. So, unsurprisingly, the show has, you know, 14 female, not all leads, but basically it's like 14 female characters that all have names and lives and stories and are fully actualized as human beings. And They're not there just for show? It's way more interesting than I thought it would be and the first there were parts of the first episode that I was like kind of up and down on and then it really ends with a great moment but throughout the season it changes and unlike Orange is the New Black that I feel like sometimes if I'm not interested in the character that they're giving me the backstory about it's easy for me to stop watching for a while because these episodes are shorter they're not always kind of 30 minute length but they're closer to that than like an hour mm-hmm. it's easy to kind of power through to the next one and then they're getting into a different story but and the other thing I love about the pacing of the show is it actually showed that they needed time to learn how to wrestle and also come up with whatever the gimmick of their characters would be and also show time for different interactions and Mark Marin, who not overly a fan of has found the perfect part playing Mark Barron. He's probably better at being Mark Barron on this than he is even in his real life or his own show. Because he's sort he's of... He's going to hear this and have a little cry one day. He's not ever going to hear is. this. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah. But it was... It was quite amazing. Like, this performance of his, I feel like he'll probably be nominated for something. Probably for reasons patriarchy but hopefully at least one of the other ladies will be I was about to bring that up because like the first thing that came to my mind was like the only actual person I knew in the entire show even though I'd seen the trailer guess who Mark Mayer the only main dude oh you didn't recognize Allison Brie from Community Mm. Annie of Annie's Boobs no huh do you never watch Community at all no no alright or Mad Men she was Pete's wife no Okay. I'm, I'm a bit broken. Yeah. Uh, did you watch American Gods at all? No, but I'm meaning to. It's really good. So yeah, the the it. other sort of female lead, the woman who plays Liberty Bell, Betty Gilpin, she was on American Gods as Audrey, uh, the wife of a uh, friend of Shadow Moons, okay. who's played by Dane Cook, and I don't want to spoil anything. So that's all I'll say about that. But she's she's savage in both. She's quite excellent. Mm. And I'd say for the other female actresses, a lot of them you may not have seen. There's uh, one of the women is an actual wrestler in real life. Uh, I forget the actress's name right now, but her character, her wrestling character on the show is the very problematic welfare queen. Um, The woman who plays Cherry Bang her character's backstory is like she's kind of a stunt coordinator type her I think one of her upcoming roles is going to be in the new Black Panther movie so that'll be exciting because yeah. you know who isn't going to be in the new Black Panther movie if you're 
a black dr- a black dress in Hollywood. Oh my god, have you watched the Black Panther trailer? I saw it because you tweeted about it. Yeah. Yeah. And, I mean, you don't have to say you love it. I'll jump across this room and strangle you with my headphones. Yeah, but yeah. That would be pretty cool. It would be. That's like a superhero in themselves. Yeah. This uh, music, like, musical superhero with like headphones made of adamantium or something. Yeah, that I could use as my like garrote mm-hmm. and just twirl and strangle you with them. Trip yeah. me, and then you got another pair. That dead. trailer is amazing though. Yeah. So you actually like watch and read the things because you like the article I posted today on LinkedIn too. I like normally read a lot. Post like I was in your like chair yeah. reading it, and then people were walking by, and I was worried. I'm like, this is fucking awesome yeah. because the blog is mightier than the fucking startup. Yeah, and that needs to be a thing. That was crazy. Mm. That she was like, no, nah, I'm not going to take your package because I want to be able to talk publicly about what went down. Some serious shit. That's yeah, impressive. Twenty days, five interviews later, and she's fine. Yeah, yeah. but. The world, man. Fucking people. Yeah, normally I don't, I very rarely share stuff on LinkedIn. Also, normally I have a job, so by the time I see something like that, a bunch of people have already shared it. Yeah. When I saw it, it was like, it was fresh off the tweets. Started following her on Twitter because of you. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was super interesting. And like, I did check first, like I saw that like nobody else had posted it that like I am connected to. And it was, and the only other reason I reshared it as well is because on her personal Twitter, she actually said, please reshare. Like Mm -hmm. she actually wants the shenanigans amplified. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I was. What if Uber paid her to do that to take the heat off of Uber? Ah. Conspiracy theory. Probably not, unfortunately. That's, Yeah. No, I think this is more kind of like the more in lines of the Cosby paradox of like once somebody speaks up about one place, then more people what's needed. speak up about other places mm-hmm. because you know initiatives and everything are great, but you have to actually talk about the things that are happening, and I think it also helps people who may not see a need for it because either they've been blessed or based on their background they've not experienced it and it doesn't mean they're bad people but they don't see a need for all these you know programs and initiatives and so-called political correctness because none of this stuff's ever happened to them so for them to see especially for someone like her who released features that people liked Mm -hmm. that you know was Working for us, like, so many people used. It's fucking outrageous. And, like, then had this horrible experience while they were still doing great work. And that's the thing. Like, through all of what she experienced, and I guess I'll just put a link to it in the podcast since we're talking about it. It's this woman who used to work at GitHub that had a very problematic time there. And that's all I'll say because you should just read the article. Mm -hmm. She really as she was going through this really problematic time, continued to do an above average job at her job. She was so, crushing it. Yeah. The struggle's real, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I, I didn't know. Sometimes, it, I was surprised that I 
saw a couple people clicking to say that they, you know, liked it or whatever, because that's just the kind of thing that I don't expect anybody else to do. Also, when I'm working, I usually don't mm-hmm. have time to do or read or look at that stuff myself, especially something that's long. That's why I actually, when I shared it, I said it's a long read. Like, I wanted to warn people, yeah. like, don't click on this unless, you know, you're, you know, sitting in a meeting and someone's just slacked you and said they're going to be 10 minutes late for it kind of thing because mm-hmm. this one well, is going to take a, you a while to get it's through. It's such a real thing <laughs> that actually happens. Yeah, yeah. And that's such a perfect situation to read that article. Yeah. If someone is going to be late to a meeting, that is the one article you should absolutely read within the next three months. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. But like normally, that's the only time I normally have time to, you know, click through stuff like that. And I haven't had Facebook in years. So I just, when I'm at work, I'm like always working. I'm like a shark. So it's hard for me to even conceive of having the time mm-hmm. when I read it as I was, you know, sitting at home in the dark eating ice cream because I have time now. I thought... I almost don't want to share this because I don't want people to feel obliged, but I also felt was like point? it was just, I felt a lot of empathy for reasons, mostly because of, I mean, even some of the features she was talking about, like the ability to request reviews from specific people, other things that like, the teams that I've worked with have used in order to make sure that if you're building a feature that does X, then the person who knows about that is the one who reviews it and not just any random person on the team who will give you like a ship it because they like you or they assume your code's okay. Like that person worked on features that were actually not just helping people not be abused at their jobs, but also made teams that didn't have those kind of problems be more productive. Mm And I really appreciated that. Mm-hmm. That they been your jam. Yeah. That is your jam. Yeah. That's your expertise. Like, yeah. So you're the that was why I felt like I, I couldn't read that and not share it, especially because they were asking people to. Yeah. No. Yeah. And I'm sure like way more people have shared it throughout the day. Like I didn't go back to it. That was today. Like that was today when I that went live yeah. today. Yeah. Or went live. A few I think. Well, I don't know what time zone. But yeah, I think it went live either like in the last twenty four hours. It's it was in there to GitHub. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know. Like I'm sure their platform's fantastic and everything, but like some of the shit that. Yeah, but I most people won't care. Most people won't care. There's okay. Here's the thing: I still use Uber because as someone who looks like a black boy after dark, it's the only way I can get a ride home. So I feel horrible, and they've done horrible things. But I can't go back to hailing cabs because I might die out there on the streets one night, like mm-hmm. waiting to get a cab to pick me up organically. Yeah. So. Like Cooper has its pros. And, yeah. Yeah, that's where racism trumps the uh, sexism. Because I gotta get home. Yeah, yeah. I gotta get home. Yeah, that makes sense. So, interesting thing in relation to this conversation that. I saw today, I'm, a, I'm part of the Toronto JS Slack community, and a friend of mine messaged me, and they're like, uh, like, do you see what's going on? And then, like, the general channel is this huge debate amongst 99% brosifs is, 
equality and, and gender equality in the industry. And one of them is like, we've got to do something. And it was the first time, like, sometimes I'll like read these internet discussions about diversity. And it was the first time I didn't cringe at anything anyone said. Really? Like, where, like, maybe the people that would have said things that would have been cringeworthy didn't say anything at this point, but I, like, started from the top of the thread and it was just, like, a strong discussion, debate amongst mostly dudes, but, like, there's a problem. How do we fix it? So Where's the problem? Actual allies in the wild. I'm so interested. It was cool. Yeah, it was, yeah. like, one of the... One of the main people, the person that started discussion was just like, you need to, the person that started discussion is starting it from the standpoint of like, I'm, I only get like 5% women applicants to my jobs and they're a principal at some company. And from that, it's like, I'm going to look at all the women applicants and I'm going to look at a few of the the men applicants and nobody went out of like my expectation unfortunately like crazy it was like today. what the fuck how can you oh sorry oh no it's explicit tagged every week cool keep it going um it was like what the fuck <laughs> like this is not this is discrimination against you know white males how dare you right uh and that never like i was waiting for it i was waiting like for hundreds of comments from other people never happened once it was like back and forth i'm like yes this is a problem what companies should be doing is like hiring more diversely is not the solution it's actually doesn't make the person that gets hired like if that's your goal and like right now all you're doing is looking at resumes from women and exclusively, that's not going to make that person feel any better about being hired whatsoever. Maybe it's going to, but it's selfish. Like it's, you're looking at it and you just want to make your team and your company more diverse because that's the thing to do now because it's such a, because of things like Uber. Like there's Or because like, it makes your team better because you have it a different does point make of view yeah. because you have somebody coming from a different, because you had somebody who maybe, and not everyone, but in many cases they've had to work a little bit harder. Mm -hmm. So you get some real money ball picks, you get somebody who's been underestimated, underpaid, undervalued, and they actually are grinding it out better than people that you're bringing in at 30K, higher than them, because they have better credits. Mm -hmm. So, you know. It was a good discussion. Like at the end of the day, like nothing, like I said, made me cringy and it gave me hope like shit that's happening like the aftermath of uber which was massive um and what happened today based on the article that you shared with me today or shared with linkedin would like that's gonna have implications and it kind of goes back to like this idea of like the blog post is totally mightier than the board like 100 percent. so if more people do it like props like it it's, I'd rather see more awesome companies like Uber to me before I knew, like if you just wiped away all the bullshit that yeah. they've done and all the terrible shit, it's a pretty awesome company. Yeah. If you think about it, GitHub, I'm not a developer, but I have a feeling it's probably changed the game for the yeah. whole development world. If you wiped away all the bullshit that they're putting on people, awesome company. Like this, these are the checks and balances 
And all it takes is like a long, no, not all it takes, that's terrible. But like people have like, people sharing their stories are ensuring that other companies are more cognizant of their actions. Right. And scaring people from being their assholey selves. And also a lot of your true allies, they are just silent. So they see things and they don't do it, but maybe at the next place they go to or if they start up something, they won't do the things that they saw happen yeah. to their colleagues at those places. So as well, it helps them know that this was really wrong. It wasn't just a, a bad feeling they had. Yeah. So, yeah, I think that's great. And I think we're going to stop there because it's getting real deep. And I want to go deep. eat some food because, right. again, all I've had today is wine and ice cream. Mint chocolate ice cream. Too. Yeah. I don't understand. It's really delicious, actually. I'm not. Yeah. Ed's? Where's Ed's? Ed's Real Scoop is in the East End. They have one, the original location is in the beach, beaches, almost where the streetcar turns around. Mm -hmm. uh, there's one now in Leslieville, and there's also one way west in Ronsi side, I believe. I think there is. It's a good spot that does. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like regular ice cream. It's not, well, they have some gelato, but it's not soft. It's not like, you know, ridiculous with a unicorn horn sticking out of it, like a sweet Jesus situation. It's like good ice cream. And That's they have too. super yummy flavors like burnt marshmallow and. One of my other favorites is a raspberry white chocolate. I know I'm not a big fruit ice cream person, but the the hunks of like white chocolate in there is so good. But yes, it's delicious. Mm. So if you're ever in Leslieville, because that's closer to where you are. Ed's Real Scoop. Ed's Real Scoop. It's right along uh, Queen there. Hmm. Yeah. Queen. All right. How do, you, how do you finish these things? I normally just say we're just going to go get drunk. Let's do that. <laughs>